welcome to Smartest Energy Talks, the power market podcast from the next generation energy company. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Smartest Energy Talks. My name is Simon Neal and I'm head of asset back trading here at Smartest Energy. And just to give you a bit of a potted history of um, my background, um, I started off in the industry back in 2003 as a nuclear safety engineer actually and then became a trader in 2006 so I've been in the balance and mechanism for about 12 years working for various firms and what we do here at the asset back trading team at Smartest is we're responsible for uh, monetizing the assets the customer assets in uh, both the wholesale market and now obviously the balance and mechanism um, so along with me today is our head of markets for asset optimization uh, Boz Bozkov hi Boz hi Simon uh, thank you and as you have mentioned, I'm heading the markets uh, team of the asset optimization division here at Smartest Energy. Uh, previously, I've been heading the operations team of a company delivering balancing services to National Grid. And since I joined Smartest Energy in 2017, I've been tasked with finding ways to monetize and optimize the flexible capacity of our customers. So moving on to today's session. Um, what we'll talk about is the balancing mechanism and where it offers new opportunities for asset owners who previously may not have been able to access them. So what's been happening in the industry recently? To understand that properly, uh, we first need to understand the history which has led us to this point. For those of you who are fairly new to the industry, I'll provide a very brief summary of how the electricity sector has been evolving. For many decades and ever since its inception, the power grid has, ba has been based on two simple principles. One, power has been generated by a few large fossil fuel thermal plants, mostly coal, and two, balancing the system was fairly easy. Whatever the demand, you would simply match it by dialing the generation up and down. But things have been changing in many areas recently. First, social pressure against the use of fossil fuel has supported or forced many governments to adopt more ambitious environmental legislations. Movements such as Extinction Rebellion are consolidating and becoming a global force for change. Secondly, technological advancements across the sector are fueling an, an accelerated change of the energy mix and have led to a boom of new innovative business models. Carbon-free power is becoming increasingly competitive. The last CFD auction cleared 6 gigawatt of renewable capacity at around 40 pounds per megawatt hour, which is less than half of the floor price for Hinkley Point C as agreed in 2012. Last but not least, incumbent technologies are struggling. Many coal plants have either shut down or forcing imminent closures in the next few years, many ahead of schedule. Only 2% of the power generated in 2019 was from coal. That is six times lower than only five years ago. The social and technological march towards a cleaner future has brought a number of challenges and the big question is how can this new power system be managed? You will often hear the rhetorical question, how do you keep the lights on during a cold winter evening when the sun doesn't shine and the winter doesn't blow? I will add another one which we'll be facing more often in the future. How do we keep the lights on when we have too much power on the grid in a sunny and windy summer afternoon. National Grid have a whole suite of tools at their disposal to help them balance supply and demand every second of the day. From the capacity market, which in effect subsidizes security of supply, 
through reserve services such as store and fast reserve, which keep capacity on standby to deal with issues close to real time, all the way to frequency response services, which fine tune the system each second and prevent it from steering off course. But there is no tool more comprehensive or more used to balance the grid than the balancing mechanism, also known simply as the BM. Simon, you've been trading on the BM for the last 12 years. Could you tell us more about what the BM actually is? Sure, Buzz. So as you mentioned, um, the BM is National Grid's principal tool for maintaining 50 hertz and balancing the transmission system. Um, so when you say maintaining 50 hertz, the, that's um, really talking about balancing energy and so supply and demand. Um, but that's quite a simplistic approach. That's just one facet of uh, the balancing mechanism. National Grid also have to balance what are, what are referred to as system um, requirements. Um, so those are things like voltage uh, management across the transmission system, um, constraints, so the, the actual sort of physical ability to get power from one part of the country to another. Um, and so that geographical element and um, where you have generation in, for example, Scotland, where it's not as needed as much as um, in the southeast of England, National Grid have a, a job of trying to get the power to where it's needed. So that's, that's what we refer to as system requirements. So energy requirements and system requirements um, are, are grids um, uh, reasons for the balancing mechanism. And then due to the increase uh, renewable penetration that we've seen uh, year on year in the UK, um, the role of the balancing mechanism has become um, more and more important and, uh, and complex. Um, so one of the, just as an example, uh, principal requirements for National Grid as a system uh, uh, problem they have now is something called rate of change of frequency. So I mentioned that 50 hertz, that 50 hertz um, energy balancing, that moves um, and they have a, National Grid have a requirement to keep it within operational boundaries. It's obviously not always exactly at 50 hertz at any one moment. And uh, when, when a power station trips, um, for example, that, that frequency drops quite quickly. And, and so the rate of way that frequency drops is a big challenge for National Grid. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about how, how Peking Plant, for example, can help with that. Um, they also have to manage um, low demand um, and then in, the increasing interconnection and also the, uh, the increase in better generation that we're, that we're fully involved with. Um, that, uh, face, that poses a challenge to National Grid because that um, isn't as visible to the transmission connected stuff. So um, yeah, in, in general, the balancing mechanism is National Grid's principal way of managing both energy and system balancing. So Simon, it seems that the big issue here really is the flexibility, the supply or demand parties can provide the grid. In other words, the capacity to increase or decrease your generation or demand upon request. The balancing mechanism offers a way to monetize on that flexibility. And there, there is another very good reason why the BM, which has been around for about two, uh, two decades, is a hot topic again. The power system is losing its thermal plants and adding gigawatts of less predictable and intermittent renewable energy sources. Not only is National Grid losing the tools it used to balance the system, but these tools have never been more critical. More flex flexibility is an absolute must to balance the power mix rich in renewables. This flexibility is increasingly coming from small distribution connected gas fire plants, energy storage, or demand side response. The industry is opening up this market to smaller and diverse players to make sure that it has access to the flexibility it needs. If you think about it, flexibility and renewables are the epitome of a perfect symbiotic relationship. 
So speaking of changes, Simon, what has been happening recently in the BM? Yeah, so as we've already both mentioned, actually, the changes to the balancing mechanism and the challenges facing National Grid, um, they require more tools for them to call upon. So the BM's being opened up to um, embedded and distributed generation. Um, National Grid actually have a distributed energy resource desk in their control room, specifically tasked with managing the smaller embedded peaking plant generation, uh, the types of which Smartest Energy already manage. Um, and they've also got a program called the Wider Access um, to the Balancing Mechanism. So that just shows that for National Grid, these kinds of uh, tools are increasingly important. And for smaller gas reset peakers, for example, and for storage and for renewables, they're all now assets that can participate in the balancing mechanism, which never used to be the case. So what this all means for asset owners is that it adds an additional tertiary market to what we've already have in the wholesale market. The prices in the balancing mechanism are necessarily more volatile than the wholesale market that preceded it. Um, so a typical BM dispatch or an offer as it's referred to in, in the market um, for a peaking plant is currently in the region of around 80 pounds per megawatt hour um, compared to 50 to 60 that we're seeing in the wholesale market. So that's a typical example. But then if we think about um, during a winter scarcity period, which is a cold spell with low uh, availability margins for national grid to call upon, the offer prices achievable are much greater. You know, we're talking thousands of pounds per megawatt hour potentially. And so consequently, with the right analysis and execution, the balance of mechanism should provide much higher margins. Um, here at Smartest Energy, we've invested in the right technology. Um, so Quorum, who are our, our interface to National Grid, they provide the technology platform to allow us to talk to National Grid and, and receive those instructions. Um, we also have Origami, who are our aggregation and control technology partner. So partnering with the right um, vendors has allowed us to uh, have the technology in place and then coupled with our own in-house expertise we can take customers into the balancing mechanism and show them how to maximize returns and optimize the process for them and it's not just the value that we can deliver to our customers now as a supplier with a large portfolio of independent renewable generators we believe that by bringing more flexibility to the system we help create a virtual cycle that would foster a sustainable and clean power system for the future so hopefully you found this latest podcast interesting and learned a bit about the new opportunities being presented by the balancing mechanism if you've got any questions please head over to our website and check out our blogs you can sign up for our upcoming webinars subscribe to our weekly newsletter which is known as the informer and get the latest info and more insights like these the last thing i'd like to say is thank you very much boz thank you simon and thanks very much from me. Make sure you check out our next podcast. You can subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and tune in. And so make sure you don't miss out. See you next time. Bye for now.